0: This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins, and we're here with the one and only August Burns Red, and I'm speaking with vocalist Jacob Loris. Hey, how's it going? I'm Jake Loris, lead vocalist of August Burns Red, and I'm actually really, really excited to do this interview. Yeah, that makes me glad, too. (laughs) But I think you're just being polite. No. (laughs) (laughs) Now, August Burns Red displayed some new influences on the album, Constellations, and those have continued to a greater degree on the newest release, Leveler. So ABR seems to be reaching into a almost an art metal realm on Leveler. So what's up with this musical progression?
1: Honestly, the simplest response to that is just progression, growth in the band as musicians, and just as we uh, mature as you know into adulthood and and grow in the music world. I think it's just the direction that we're just naturally taking. It's not anything that we've um, said, hey, you know, this is what we're gonna do. I think it's really just is what's just evolving from uh, our musicianship and just um, maturing as a musician. So I like it. I, I think it's a cool direction because I, I think it's something more clever. And for August Burns Red, we've never really wanted to be the same ever on any record or, or even you know trying to just let each track have its own identity. You know, I think it's really important for us. So I think with that kind of concrete like foundation... I think what's birthed is uh, what you're saying is like this
0: um, already metal music. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, some of the radical changes that come to mind are uh, 116, 2011, and internal canon. How have August Burns Red fans reacted to the new style, the new music? I think they've responded um, really, really well. Like, a lot of our fans were
1: really excited and just kind of surprised. But the surprise wasn't a negative thing for most of our fans. Um, some of our fans, maybe it was a little much for them, but with that being said, there's plenty of other tracks on, uh, on the record leveler that are more appealing to them or that, you know, kind of fit, um, what they expect from August Burns Red. I think what our thing is that we want to progress and stay in our realm as far as what August Burns Red is and what the root of August Burns Red is musically. Um, yet we do want to experiment. We do want to go outside the box and we don't want to write the same record over again. I think that the day musicians stop growing is the day that fans stop listening um, because they don't want to hear another Constellations. They don't want to hear another Messengers. Even if they say, well, I like Messengers better, well, had we wrote another Messengers, you would be saying to me, Wow, you wrote Messengers again, you know? And uh, that would have brought disappointment as well. So. It's really, um, the grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. Um, sometimes with some of our fans. However, I will say hands down that our fans are the most loyal, supportive, dedicated fans I think any band will ever have. And, and with that being said, you know, I think that, that there is just one more reason why we,
0: we write and grow because we know that we have kids and fans growing with us talking about not repeating the same album all over again you've got a new release coming out uh, october 9th this one's a bit of a change of pace but you want to explain what it is that august burns red is going to be putting out um yeah we're we're actually about to
1: release a christmas album <laughs> Sled and hill i think i'm pretty sure that's the name Sled and hill for years um since basically since the beginning of august burns red we've always released um a christmas song like every two years or so and um, they've been a real big hit with their fans, and uh, it's just something that, you know, is built in the character of what August Burns Red is. And uh, we wanted to give a full album of Christmas carols. And so, really, it's a, a lot of them are covers, and there's there are a few original Christmas um, carols. Um, but you won't be hearing my vocals on any of them. That was just a decision that we decided to make. You know, let's leave the screaming for the metal, and let's just leave the holidays, holidays with with just a nice melody and tune. So, these are songs that you can listen to home with your family on Christmas, and uh, you know you won't have any screaming or hollering. It's uh it's quite fitting for the season. So yeah, check it out, and uh, I think there's a single up flurries that we've already posted up, uh, so that'll give you a little taste of the direction of what the uh, Christmas records will sound like.
0: You've generated quite a repertoire of songs since Thrill Seeker was released back in 05. How do you keep your fans satisfied during a concert when you can't play everything? How do you choose? I think over the years of playing, you know, four albums,
1: it's kind of like taste testing. You'll go on a tour and you'll play this song. And you'll play it for maybe two weeks and kind of see how the crowd reacts to it. And a lot of kids will always, you know, tweet us or Facebook us or... You know, messages saying, I really want to hear this song. And so, over the years of touring on these albums and playing certain songs, um, you start to just kind of see what the fans really want. You know, occasionally you get a, a kid that wants to hear one song that we never play. And unfortunately, you know, we may enjoy the song and we may like to play it. But if it's not what the crowd wants to hear, then most likely we won't play it because we're not there to play what we want to play. We're there to play a show for our fans. We want to play what they want to hear. Um, we want them to have that special moment where they sing along to their favorite song where they can, you know, step outside and say, Wow man, they really played almost everything I wanted to hear and I never hear this but I heard this two days ago and the kids said, you know, you seriously played every single song I wanted to hear from you guys And we play fifteen songs on this tour and it's it's uh it's exhausting. But to hear that is really, really cool because it, it tells us that we're um satisfactory you know that we're meeting expectations and that we're we're doing what we should be doing and even ask them you know like hey you know we're gonna go on this tour
0: here's a list of songs
1: what's your favorite and uh, that's kind of how we gauge that
0: so i'm gonna ask you to be a little self-analytical and this is a bit of a pointed question but you have to admit metal realms it's a fairly congested genre what do you think makes august burn red stand out from the rest of the crowd because obviously you guys are at the top of the heap that's
1: a really difficult question, and however I respond to this, I just want uh, people to know that it's not an ego trip or, or, or boasting by any means, because I don't like doing that. And every musician I'm sure that you would interview and ask this question would say, well, we're different in this way. Um, and quite frankly, I, I think a lot of bands aren't very different from one another, and it's really hard to find something that's new under the sun, because um, a lot of things, like you said, I mean this, this industry is oversaturated. I think one thing is that our inspiration, our our influences. We're influenced by music that is not a metal uh, genre. We listen to a lot of ambient music, a lot of acoustic stuff, a lot of um, indie rock or just, um, you know, spacey music, things that aren't fitting to the demographic of the uh, metal industry. So I think that might have a a bit of um, an impact as to how we might sound different. I'll never say that we fully sound different. And and we have our roots too, you know. I was founded off of Hope's Fall and Norma Jean, bless the martyr. Um, I was rooted in um, Poison the Well, you know, bands like that. You know, so it's it's never fully yours. You know, you have a foundation, you have bricks that you build off of. However, what I've always said to kids that say they're, they they want to be in a band or they've got a band, take what you know and apply it, but don't replicate. Soak it in and absorb it, but but um continue to be you you know Uh, because that's the important thing that's that's what's going to really shine through um and that's i think the key another thing that really works well is that jb is the main songwriter but we all influence the the sound we all decide we all make decisions there's not just you know one cook in the kitchen Um, so with that being said if there's new ideas coming from four or five other guys and we're all humble enough to respect those ideas and use them and apply them. I think that that's the real, you know, progression part—not just having one guy write songs all the time um, and having one guy write the lyrics all the time, you know. And I think that's what uh, keeps us not different but on top. So it's it's really more heart stuff and internal stuff
0: than it is anything else. I would say true because you often find bands where. You know, they really are duplications because you've just got a single person is the band and everybody else is just there for support. I've asked this before with some other bands, but what are your thoughts on the general acceptance of Christian metal bands in the mainstream market? Christian metal, for me,
1: it's taken me really, it's taken me years to really come to a conclusion as to what that means, being a Christian metal band. And um, I'm definitely deeply rooted in my faith in Christ. However, I would not call our band a Christian band as much as I would call it Christians in a metal band. Um, And I'll explain to you the difference. The difference is if you're going to represent Christ and label your metal band or whatever band it is Christian, I believe that then it's meant to be used as a ministry for Christ. I believe that if that's the case, that you minister on stage. I believe if that's the case, you, you use it as a way to preach the gospel. For August Burns Red, that's not what we are. We're not a ministry band. We don't go out there, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love um, Sleeping Giant. Those guys, they're a true Christian band. Uh, Maddie Montgomery with For Today, those guys are true Christian metal bands. August Burns Red are Christians in a metal band. We do express our morals and values of our Christian foundation and our, our Christian uh, beliefs through our lyrics. When I get off stage, is the time for me to connect with fans and talk about my faith or if I feel led, preach the gospel or um, open myself to pray with people. When I get off that stage, that's when I, is my opportunity to just um, let God use me. Now, he uses this band through our lyrics. Um, and And when I am on stage, I worship God. But there is a fine difference. There's a fine line there. And I think that that's gotten really kind of tainted over time because, you know, you get all these dudes, yeah, we're a Christian band. Well, what does that mean? You know, and then they get on stage and they don't, they're not preaching, but they, they're using Jesus' name, labeling them with his name. And I think there's a lot of responsibility that goes into that. And so you just have to be really careful with that. Because that's spiritual stuff, you know, and that's and that's Christ's name that you're putting on that. So um, I believe that, unfortunately, uh, with mankind following Christ um, and maybe not being to the level of spirituality that they should be with that relationship, have tainted Christianity already. His name's already been tainted by us. We don't need to taint it more, you know what I mean? Uh, so just be careful. And I've decided that, you know, as much as I love the kids and I love uh, talking about my faith with Christ and all of that, there is a line in the sand, and, and I would prefer to do ministry work off of uh, the stage and be one-on-one. I don't know if I answered your
0: question quite well, but... But I think you did. Just to explain to both to you and to the listeners, is that the focus of The Antidote is really on Christian rock, but we're having bands that are sharing a Christian worldview. So it's not necessarily from a ministry standpoint, but really from the artistic standpoint which is why periodically also play Me Without You, which is not a Christian band. But are they expressing a lot of things found in a Christian's viewpoint? Absolutely. You know, I get this from a lot of Christians. Well, you
1: scream, you know, that's satanic, or you sound demonic, things like that. And, And honestly, as far as what God does, like, let's not put God in a box. I don't want you to hear what I said and go, oh, well, then it's just ministry or no ministry. You know, if if you're a Christian and you're in a band and you're doing something for God, God can use that. And it can be in ministry. Just what I mean as far as ministry is, you know, making it something that you're labeling, you know. But, But let's not, you know, put God in a box and say, oh, well, because you're not a Christian band and you're not ministering to kids on stage, that doesn't mean that God can't use your band to help people or lead them in a positive way or lead them to Christ. I get that all the time redemption is a song that we wrote i wrote in messengers and that's actually about my personal experience of giving my life to christ and i get kids with tattoos i get uh kids that say you know that really led me to god or has helped my direction with building a relationship with god
0: and so you know that's what i mean you know don't let's not put god in a box Are they ever going to start singing redemption at church during worship service then
1: i got a message from a kid saying that they played it for their sunday school or something and uh of course, with the lyrics on the board or something, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, Christian metal—you know—music has grown a lot in the
0: past six years. So, August Burns Red has toured the globe with a multitude of bands. So, can you name one band that you would love to perform with but never had the chance? I think it'd be pretty cool to tour with uh, Coldplay. I mean, that's
1: a never, never going to happen. But that band has definitely impacted me, and uh, and I know my drummer Matt quite a lot. Uh, there's a band called Cigaros that's uh instrumental and I really, really love them. That would be pretty neat. A heavy hitter, like a big big, big, big band. Bruce Springsteen's pretty pretty bad A. I like him. I've always liked him. I thought he he's just a good performer and he's a good songwriter. And he's got that heavy old school rock. He'll always be that, you know, heavy, you know, I'm, I'm a tough guy from Jersey kind of, you know, but I can woo the women thing, you know what I mean? And, and it's just cool, man. And he's, and he's, you know, I don't know how old he is, but he's still got it. You know I mean? He's sliding across
0: the stage and rocking around. So, um, it would be cool just to do something like that i know what you mean about sigaros though i had to make the choice do i go to see five iron frenzy join back together again or see sigaros well five iron frenzy won out even though my kids went to see Cigaros, so they were happy yeah. maybe someday you guys have had a lot of time touring on the road you know probably with good and bad experiences but right now you've got to tell us the horror story from the road what's the worst experience you ever had
1: okay this is gonna be it for sure um, we were on tour with under oath. I'm driving, this is when we we're we we're in a van and trailer, everybody's sleeping, and I'm driving and Matt's driving. I think we're leaving Florida and we're driving back to Pennsylvania. And it's like maybe five thirty in the morning, six in the morning, the sun's just about to rise. And I'm driving and I look in the rearview mirror and I see flames spitting out of the side of the trailer between the wheels and I go, Oh gosh <laughs> I was like, Matt, our our trailer's on fire and he's like, what? I was like, yeah, man, our trailer's on fire. He's like, pull over, pull over. And so we pull over and we get out real quick and we run. And this thing's just on fire. Just the bottom, it's just spewing flames. So we're picking up rocks and dirt and we're shoveling this stuff. I think we didn't have any water. However, gross, side note, but is part of the story. You know, when you're driving overnight from Florida to Pennsylvania, you're just going. You know what I mean? You don't do a lot of stopping. You stop, kick ass, and then you go to sleep. And you get some food, you go to sleep. And we do shifts. You know, sometimes when you got to pee and you're a male, you can do it in a bottle. Well, we only have males on our tour. So what I had wasn't water, but I had six bottles of urine. So Matt and I are unleashing these bottles of urine on the flames, on the tires and the axle to put it out. And we finally put this thing out. And then we get a tow truck, and he drives us to the um, hotel, and we drop the trailer off. And it takes about a day. And then we finally get that back. Well, a storm was coming. Um, a huge snowstorm. Unfortunately, when we took off and we got our trailer fixed and we started heading back, we hit this massive snowstorm. And we spent a night on the highway, just in traffic. I mean, moving literally maybe a foot an hour. Like nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everyone's just, is chaos. And uh, so we end up just staying in this in this uh, van and trailer for, like, I think it took us three days to get home. Um, one full night on the highway, just stuck in traffic. The second night, we um, we couldn't get any further, so we had to stop at a hotel, and we just stayed there. And then the third night, at around 4 a.m., I think, or something, we, we finally got home. You know, it was the end of tour, and let me remind you that prior to the Under Oath tour, we did a, a full month before that with Bring Me the Horizon in Europe, and then before that, we did a full four or five weeks before that on our own so this is three months of touring straight and then to come home with three heavy days of snow and you know a trailer on fire you know what i mean you kind of you're kind of over it you know what i mean i think by that time i'm pretty sure our band had broken up you know what i mean and i remember a couple guys they flew home from florida because they didn't want to make the drive and so you know we don't even have the full band there but we got our crew and we're just like man i wish i had flown
0: home It was a disaster. But now talking about major tours, this is a major tour you're on right now. Doing all North America. And then what's the plans after? Yeah, we're doing a full U.S. tour, which is what we're on right now, for five weeks. And then after that,
1: we're going to Europe. We're going to do a headliner with our buddies, um, the Devil Wears Prada. And after that, we're going to go to Europe, and we're going to do a headliner there. Um, And we're bringing for our main support, the Devil Wears Prada and Whitechapel. So that should be a really interesting and exciting tour. And then after Europe, I think we're going to be home for maybe a week, and then we're going to go to South America and tour there for three weeks. And then we finally get home and, you know, relax for the rest of the year.
0: As a band, what does August Burns Red hope to accomplish? What is the ultimate goal?
1: I know as a whole we want to progress and we want to just continue to write music that impacts people's lives in a positive way. I know across the board that's how everybody feels. I know that... We just want to keep continuing setting the bar even higher for the metal industry we want to be the leaders, not the followers you know we want to um, we want to lead this genre and we want to make a an impact that is known in history you know as far as our music you know I mean that's that would be an amazing goal you know that'd be an amazing dream to come true for me personally I want the lyrics and the music to impact these kids in a positive way to change the course of their lives so that they too can go out and live their dreams and their passion. And my main motivation is my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I feel like this band he blessed me with. I feel that he's blessed me with the gift to be a vocalist. I feel he's blessed me with the desires of my heart to minister and to connect with the youth. And so for me personally, I think my main goal is that I just let myself be used through Christ to do whatever it is that he wants me to do out here for the limited amount of time that I have. Because I know in the next five years or ten years, no one's going to care about August Burns Red. So what people care about is the here and now. And what I care about is what God wants me to do here and now. So that when five or ten years, this kid who loved our music doesn't remember me anymore. But there was something that I did at a moment in his life that changed him to be where he is today. And I want to give that credit to God, not myself. So that's my ultimate goal for me personally.
0: This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. been speaking with Jacob Lewis lead vocalist for August Burns Red. Jacob, thanks for putting up with me. Thanks for spending all this time. No problem, man. You're awesome. And
1: and I did enjoy the interview. Really, I did. It was good. (laughs) I'm not just saying that.